0: To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. Hey, coffee lovers, my roast has finally arrived. Make your mornings better by visiting pbandjoey.com and grabbing a bag of my personal morning roast. That's pbandjoey.com. Hey everyone, here's a great way to support this website and make money for yourself. This is Robinhood, the app that makes investing easier and offers more ways to make your money work harder. Their goal? Investing in financial markets more affordable, more intuitive, and more fun no matter how much experience you have or don't have. Keep a broker in your back pocket. Everything you need to manage your assets and all available in a single app. Set up customized news and notifications to stay on top of your assets as casually or as relentlessly as you like. Controlling the flow of info is up to you. Have access to stocks, funds, options, cash management, and cryptocurrency. Make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, funds, and options with Robinhood Financial. The same goes for buying and selling cryptocurrencies with Robinhood Crypto and zero commission fees. Also introducing cash management. Invest, spend, and earn all through your brokerage account. Secure a spot on the waitlist and reserve your card. Here's what I want you to do. Go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, and when you click on the referral banner and securely sign up either using your Android, Apple device, or desktop, you get a share of stock value between 3 and $150 after funding your account. That's all you got to do. You get a free stock. I get a free stock. We all win. Trading terms and conditions still apply. See robinhood.com for more information. Once again, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate, click on the Robinhood referral banner, and claim your free stock. Robin Hood, it's time to do money. You're currently in the Federal Witness Protection Program, is that correct? Yes. So you're living somewhere in America, under the protection of the federal government. You agreed to testify against Mr. Gatso, and in exchange for this testimony, you've been given immunity, a nice house, and a weekly paycheck, is that correct?
1: That's not all I get. Ah. Well, perhaps you'd like to enlighten the jury as to what else the government is giving you in exchange for this testimony. Sure. I get to never see my parents again, or my loved ones. I get to live in a place. It's okay. Don't get me wrong. The air is clean. People are nice. But for a guy like me, who was raised on the sidewalks of a city that never sleeps, it's a living hell. There were times when I thought of giving it all up, particularly when my wife left me. They gave us a nice house with flowers in front. It made us sick. But I made a deal with the government, so I'm here to tell the truth. And if you think I'm saying what I'm saying about Mr. Gatso killing Nikki Capelli only because of the deal, you got a point. But it's still the truth.
0: Jay here positive PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded to hear from the spare parts underground studio T-minus, I don't know, 36 days? I'm not looking at it. It's around there. It's T-minus like almost one month and a couple extra days, uh, sure, unless you're counting like weekends and then business days, but we're getting there one more month of hell and then we're out of this stupid area but you can find me on social media you can find me on parlor when it's back up you can also email me directly positive sarcasm at outlook.com am I recording we're recording we're recording we are recording we are recording we are we are recording we are recording you can also go to my website positivesarcasm.com for all your posing music article reviews blah 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 YouTube channels and all that other shit you can email me directly you can check out my affiliate links to Robinhood you can check out my affiliate links to weeble You can check out my affiliate links to OnlyFans, just kidding, Uh, to Cash App, whatever you need, whatever you need. So hit me up with all your questions or concerns or comments. There's a – every week since last – well, this week, like, last year was definitely something to behold uh, as far as all the events that took place. This year it's, like, everything else times – all that shit, like, times ten. And it's a lot – this is a lot to take, and there's a lot of decisions to make – going forward. And I feel like all my, everything I, every decision I make from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed is the most crucial decision of my life at that moment, uh, for this, for this next 30 to 45 days, everything that I do, every decision I make, whatever it's financial or emotional or physical. And I'm watching everything on here, uh, on what's going on online, and how I have to allocate, because obviously I have a, I have a, a life to live, I have a relationship to take care of, I have technology to focus on, I have money to make, money to save, money to withdraw, money to extract, money to a deposit, and then I'm watching all this stuff here. And then I have to entertain folks and be informative to people and teach them how to do custom builds and things that I'm looking into financially and, and locations to go to and whatever. And obviously, through it's very difficult... This is a point that I didn't write down, but I'm glad it came back to mind. It's very, it is difficult to have a podcast where you don't talk about all the subjects. Being that being said, to to put it honestly, like this show doesn't focus on political stuff. It doesn't focus on religious stuff. It doesn't focus on uh, sports. It doesn't focus on those things. It doesn't focus on those things. But don't get, don't think for one second that those things aren't in the back of my head don't things don't think for one second that those things aren't things that i don't focus on like i don't see them i don't research them i don't take in the information that i can at least understand and process in general like don't think for a second i just i look at cultural stuff i look at food stuff I look at traveling stuff. I look at drone stuff. I look at uh, funny articles about a, a Danish cartoon about a guy with a giant dick. If you don't think for a second that like that's the only shit that I own. I focus on. There's a lot of other things that I take into account in order to get me to this point where I know what I should and should not deliver to you because I'm not. Excuse me. I'm just trying to get over my lost voice. I'm still trying to focus. I, I don't get me wrong. I'm not going to come out here like I'm Ben Shapiro and just blow something up, blow up some fucking celebrity because they said something stupid. Don't think I'm going to come out here and talk shit uh, about some sports athlete because he beat his wife or something like that. Don't think I'm going to... Because at the end of the day, that really doesn't... It's nothing more than a distraction. Don't think I don't see it, though. Don't think I don't see all the shit that goes on and don't think I don't have an opinion on it. But at the end of the day, my job... Or my focus with this project, this positive sarcasm project, these this podcast, this website, these videos, these blogs, is to open your eyes to a more common concept that both sides are right, both sides are wrong, both sides do have really smart points, and both sides do really stupid shit. The smartest people in the world have made some of the dumbest decisions, and some of the greatest people I have know have had some of the biggest tragedies the biggest setbacks, the biggest misfortunes. And some people that I wish could just rot in hell, they make it or they do well or they just continue on with life. That's life. (coughs) The biggest focus, COVID, the biggest focus for you guys is to make sure that you get to a destination where you feel comfortable. You're not supposed to have a billion dollars, but you can find a point in life where you're able to make enough money where it's like, you know what? I'm good. It's time to take my hat out of the ring and retire from this fight in this battle in this circus. <coughs> Excuse me. It's time where you focus on where things are you're settled in the fact that you have enough so that you can get through your own life. Don't focus on the next life. That's your kids' jobs or other your family's jobs. That's their focus to do things. <coughs> if I need a fucking if I had to get up and get a caught drop, I'm gonna be pissed. <coughs> Uh So, fuck it. I'm gonna get one. Hold on. I'll be right back. Oh, shit. Get the fuck out of (coughs) here. What's the matter with me? All right. We're good. We put the fucking... I had... (laughs) I had the, uh... (coughs) I had the cough I had the cough drops. I had the cough drops. I had the headphones around my neck and I kinda ran away and forgot about it. That's this podcast for you. So let me see if I can get back on track with what I was talking about before I had a fucking coughing fit. Son of a bitch. <coughs> Alright. Okay. Yeah, because the cough drop's totally gonna fix my problems. You have AIDS, you need a cough drop. So don't think for one second. I don't have opinions and thoughts. And I don't use these the direction of I don't use these things that I see that I don't talk about as direction. I'm trying to give you a more simplistic approach to life so that you can be successful and not be distracted by the bullshit that I see. I see it and I absorb it so that you don't have to. <coughs> it's called the val it's called values. I take into account the values that I've learned, the things that I've seen, and the information I'm trying to understand or at least put in some type of context, to deliver to you, like if I tell you to buy an i7 processor, you don't necessarily have to research it. You can just take my word for it and be like, this is a pretty good processor, you can get it for cheap money, it'll help you with a cheap build, okay? If I tell you to use fucking butter over margarine, you don't necessarily have to look it up, you can just take my word for it, that it's probably better for you, and (coughs) it'll probably be more delicious, and off you go okay if i tell you to stay away from something maybe you should give it some thought you can research these things if you want it's totally fine but i'm trying to simplest i'm trying to simplify things for you so that you can make all the decisions yourself do everything yourself be more responsible and not rely on other people or other institutions or other family members to do shit for you because the more you rely on other people for your things the more expensive your life is going to get the more emotionally and mentally taxing things are going to get for you now <coughs> excuse me i think we're settled so i do this i the i want to start the podcast like this um, <clears throat> i'm going to read a statement from a company that a person who put their education online the put their Life on the line, livelihood on the line, to pursue a a, a life's passion. This is a woman I knew just as uh, offhand. We met a few times. I used to go to her, her pastry shop all the time. She used to be, her place used to be right downtown. So this is her, this is what I'm trying to get at here is like everything I research, I do it through a filter so that you don't have to focus on the politics of it. So you don't have to focus on a lot of the BS that surrounds it. So we don't get lost in the muck and mire of all the bullshit that we have to see on the news, see online, (coughs) see through our family members. So that we can focus on having a better day. So. But this year fucked everybody in a massive way. And it's sad to see things like this happen. So. This is a girl who had, she went to like French culinary class. She learned how to make pastries. She opened up a place called uh, Finesse Pastries in Manchester. And they made like dainty French pastries and stuff like that. And she had classes that she would invite people in. And she would basically uh, be like, hey, come uh, come check out our, our, what do you call it? Come check out our, our pastries. We're going to make Pat Taylor show tonight. Or we're going to make bread. Or we're going to make this or that. And you can come and learn. Because learning's awesome. So she decided a few years back she's going to close down Manchester and move to a bigger location. So she opened up a Boston public market location and she opened up a Somerville location. Everybody was doing well in the big cities. And then COVID hit. And finally after one year, so she releases this statement on her Instagram. Uh, if you don't know who Fnest Pastries are, you can go ahead and check them out on Instagram. We know that 2020... We are not alone. We know 2020 we know we are not alone in saying that 2020 was a difficult year. Being a small business trying to navigate this unexpected challenge has caused us to do some hard thinking. We have decided to close our Somerville location to retail traffic and dedicated the, that location completely to our baking classes, both in person and virtual. The teachings of others brings us so much joy that we want to place our focus on creating new and fun classes for all baking levels. <clears throat> you um, don't worry, you can still order your favorite finesse pastries, macaroons, and pastries at our Boston Public Market. You can order through our website, pick up the Boston Public Market, or delivery. The closing of the retail section in our Somerville shop will be effective immediately. If you have already orders scheduled to pick up in Somerville, we, of course, will grant them. We, of course, will be here for you to get them. Thank you again for the supporting business, finesse, P- finesse pastries. Good place, honest enough. But, this wouldn't have happened. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I hope she's going to be fine. She still has her virtual classes. They still have the 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 Somerville location to some extent. They still have the Boston Public Marketplace. She wouldn't have had to close her business though if this whole shutdown thing happened. That's nobody's it's not her fault that this happened. But she had to make a decision and this ultimately can hurt her chances of expanding and being more successful and continuing with her passion. I don't like it when somebody's passion gets shut down. I don't like it when somebody trying to pursue something gets more roadblocks than they actually deserve in the way. I don't like that shit. I don't like it when people are... Essentially, as a small business, she's a casualty of this of this fucking pandemic, this war we're having on this whatever. And what annoys me about all this is it's to me it's this is a a, a more it's oppression on top of oppression of people just trying to be individuals and live their lives and do the things that they want to do she wanted to open a business she wanted to move down to the big city and now she has to pay the consequences for trying to think bigger it sucks in my opinion they should she shouldn't have had to go that route it sucks she shouldn't have had to go that route but it's a step back i hope she succeeds. But it's one of those things where small business owners and lower and lower in other individuals, not lower class, but, you know, people, people who aren't necessarily like fucking billionaires who can just ride through this. No problem. They're just trying to make their lives better. They're trying to enjoy their passions and focusing all their time and effort on these things. She was there 24 seven working on these pastries, doing these classes, taking learning courses and shit. This was all this is all she did. And for some bullshit like this to happen, where she has to make these decisions to close down this location, I don't know how how much this affects her business. I don't know if this is going to hurt her other location, if she's just trying to channel all of her energy into making sure that her business stays open. Because if she loses another location, that's it. It's done. She has to sell everything and she's fucked. And that's another casualty of war. I don't know if she got a PPE loan, one of those paycheck protection plan loans. She's definitely a small business. She'd be deserving of one. She put her faith in the city of Boston to provide her a proper location where her business can flourish and the city of Boston and the state of Massachusetts failed her. I'm not saying she should have stayed in New Hampshire. There was no future for her in New Hampshire, but there was definitely a beginning. So she took that risk, which a lot of business owners do, and she has to take a small step back to no fault of her own. There are other people, though, in her position... Who, who are small business owners who had to lose everything? This is an example of taking a step back. There are people who had yoga studios and other businesses who lost everything. They had to pack up shop altogether. Their their dream is over or on hiatus for a very long time. And every and all they get out of this is what, a few hundred bucks, uh, an application for a loan that they don't necessarily get approved for. Now, you guys don't remember, these PPE loans, these Paycheck Protection Plan loans, anybody under a certain class amount of people could apply for them. Didn't mean if you necessarily get approved. But that could mean anything, anybody, in the beginning. In the very beginning when these plans, when these applications went out, everybody who qualified under a small business could apply for them. And that meant hedge fund managers... Hedge funds are basically the people that well, we're going to be also talking about today in terms of taking down the little people, trying to squeeze the money out of the little people. If you don't realize, like, <clears throat> anything that ends with capital, any company that ends with capital, that's pretty much a hedge fund. Michael Burry, the guy who was in the movie The Big Short. If you ever seen The Big Short, it's a great movie. I told you it made me angry. I wasn't angry at the main characters in the movie. I wasn't angry at them. They were shorting a position because they saw what was happening in the housing market with subprime loans. What they were doing was betting on the market collapsing, the housing market collapsing. So they didn't take money from people who owned homes. They didn't take money from the little people. They took money from these pricks who had these subprime mortgages all packed up into one, and then selling them to fucking people's retirement accounts. So they went after, they made the big banks pay for the shit they tried to pull, but at the end of the day, they made the money that they deserved to make. A lot of it. And all their investors as well. But a lot of people ended up becoming homeless because of the 08 housing crash. A lot of people lost their jobs. And people become depressed. When they become depressed, they become suicidal. When they become suicidal, that's one less person. That's one less uncle, one less brother, one less sister. That's around. Because people at the top, not everybody, but a lot of people who always want more money, more money, there is a limit. When everything just gets broken down to numbers, you start forgetting about your own humanity. You start forgetting about the fact that people when every time you look at a number on the stock market every time you look at a number on a fucking interest rate for a, for a mortgage loan there's somebody on the other end of any time you purchase a pair of jeans or a fucking eBay order there's somebody else at the end of that order who needs your business who relies on your business greatly these people at GameStop there's re, there's Associate trainees, there's uh, uh, store managers, there's entry-level employees, people just trying to make a few extra bucks so that they can rent out a studio or go to college or just starting out for their first job. It's not the greatest job. GameStop's not the greatest company, but it is a company that allows you to buy games that you can, so you can fucking escape from this fucking real world that's kind of crazy sometimes. And people just need the escape. People need the escape right now. And it's companies like GameStop that allow you to buy some of these things that help you escape for a while. They don't sell weed, but they at least sell fucking video games. And yet, there are people out there, hedge funds, massive fucking assholes, not all hedge funds, but certain ones, that Go out of their way to not only say that this m- company is going to lose a lot of money, that the value of it's going to decrease, but they're betting on it decreasing so much t- to such a point that when that m- company, like GameStop or AMC or Carnival Cruise or whatever the fuck, decides, hey, we need some extra capital so that we can stay afloat. No, you can't stay afloat because we shorted you not. 60% of your of your capital value, not 80% of your capital value, not even a hundred percent of your capital value, a hundred and forty percent of your capital value. These same fucking hedge funds that were eligible in the beginning for PPE loans were shorting companies like GameStop a hundred and forty percent. So when GameStop goes bankrupt, these hedge funds collect a shitload of money. Now how you you're basically betting on somebody not only dying, but then kicking them kicking them while they're down when they're dying and taking their fucking shoes. So there's no way to resuscitate the business. And when they die, their business dies, people lose their jobs. People lose some of their retirement. That ain't cool. This is actually, this cough drop's really working. I haven't coughed in a while. I think I got, yeah, I got one more. So when you turn this around, these PPE loans went out to not only they were, I was eligible for them, my friend who's a private eye was eligible for them, but so were these hedge funds who are now using billions of dollars to short these companies. And not, when you bet like 80, when you bet a certain amount, when you short a company, when you short a stock, the ability for you to make a ton of money is, the ability for you to make a ton of money, it's there. The opportunity is there. But when you try to short a company 140%, you essentially have connections to the point where you can make that stock go down. People see that, they get scared, they pull your money, you're essentially making that stock die. So, it's like saying to a person, like, you see that person over there? I bet that they're going to lose all their blood in six months. And when you say that, you start to drain their blood. You are actively, when you short, or when you doubt a company that much, you are actively participating in their death. And... I'm not a fan of look the world needs bullies because it allows people to grow up and understand the feeling the understand the meaning of pain we need pain everybody needs pain you need to hold pain you need it in your heart you need it in your head you need to understand what it's like to get hurt so that you know what it means when you fail what failure is like when you fucking fail you never want to fail again when you understand pain, you don't want to ever feel pain like that again. So you work twice as hard to get to make sure that that type of pain never resurrects in your life again. So when these bullies try to inflict pain on these markets, depending upon what it is, especially retail, you're affecting somebody else's ability to work, create employment, and for customers to enjoy a product. It's not fair. But it is legal, I think. It's And this is part of a, a bigger thing. Let me expand upon this. When you have... You pay a town, I don't know, a budget. A town gets a budget. A police department gets a budget. Well, that police department, is its job is to serve and protect the community and be a part of the community in order to keep it safe and happy and flourishing. When you have a a police department that goes out of its way to constantly hide behind trees and pull people over and give out tickets, you're being an oppressive police department in that community. If all you do is give out chicken shit fucking rolling stop sign tickets and fucking chicken shit speeding tickets, you are now wasting somebody's time. If they have to go to court to defend it, you're wasting their time, their day, their paid time off, If they can afford it, they're babysitting, whatever. And ultimately, you are affecting their money, the money that they need. Well, let's take it a step further. So you pay up. Now, let's say you pay these people. You give these police departments a budget. And listen, I come from a police family, so I don't want to fucking hear it. You cut you pay a, a police department a budget. They go and buy drones. So you give a police department a budget to buy drones. Well, drones are, obviously, it doesn't put an officer in harm's way. It gives the police department access to areas where it could be more dangerous, so they send a drone up so that they don't put an officer in harm's way. Okay. But why are you using drones to pull people over? Why are you using drones to take pictures of license plates and survey public gatherings so that you can cite people. So why would you use public funding to take more money out of the public? If you are a police department that participates in using public fund- public money to buy unmanned aerial vehicles, drones, birds, what the fuck? And then you use those drones to pull people over. You don't pull them over, but obviously the drones, they fly, they survey an area. They see somebody, they take a picture or they use the video and then they give you, you get a ticket in the mail. And you do that? If you're a police department that uses drones to take more money out of the people, out of people's pockets, you should have your budget cut. I'm not talking about defunding the police when it comes to police brutality or any of that shit. I'm talking about this. This simple thing where this uh, this what do you call it? This culture of privacy, where everything you do is you know all this ultra monitoring. The birds in the sky basically keeping an eye on you. So if you roll through a stop sign, or if you're doing ten miles over the speed limit, the next thing you know, you get a letter in the mail saying that you owe three hundred and fifty bucks, and you have to or you have to appear, or because you have too many points, your license getting suspended. People need to breathe. So on top of that, you coop them up for fucking almost a year because of some fucking retarded virus that mostly kills old people and fat people. And then on top of that, you're going to friggin' you don't give them any protection financially. You're using public funding to pull more money out of their pockets and these hedge fund managers which were originally available for protection loans, ones I didn't apply for, but ones I could have used, believe me, if I didn't get access if the whole month of April, May, June, July, there was really no there was no weddings. There was no public gatherings. There was no video for me to shoot because everybody was indoors. Everything that was going on in Boston shut down. Everything that was going on in this town shut down. Everything that was going on in Portsmouth shut down. No bike rides, no festivals, No eateries, nothing. No weddings because of uh, size capacities. So I couldn't go out and get paid to shoot those weddings or shoot those events. So I took a hit. Did I ask for a loan? No. Did some of these fucking hedge funds? Yeah. And yet there's plenty of budget money left over for some of these cops to use drone technology to take money out of the public's pockets. And still, there's more regulations coming out that say I can't fly my drone or I have to have a remote ID on my drone where all of a sudden all the power is getting more towards these large companies so they can fly their drones and literally land them in my fucking backyard or fly them over the top of my house. They just got approved so that these delivery companies like Amazon, they can fly their fucking drone over the top of my house. Or fly it at night to deliver a package to somebody. Oh, your dildo's on time. Well, great. Two-day delivery. How is that how does that help people? How is that good for people? All you're doing is taking away the things that you originally that we originally were entitled to. Now, I could say, "Oh yeah, drones." First of all, can drones be a nuisance? Yeah, drones are a nuisance. Drones are annoying. Their technology is getting better though. Really way better. They're not as intrusive as you would think. And they it's very easy to shoot them out of the sky. So, all this stuff that's going on, it just feel all of it, when you put it together, it's like a, a fucking big corporate hand is slowly turning the knob on your privacy and on your pocketbook. And as it as all the corporate fingers are able to turn that doorknob and open it up, they now have access to your privacy, your money, your rights, your time. You pull out of your driveway and all of a sudden you don't look left you get a ticket cuz a fucking drone sees you. And while you're not paying attention, your stocks are plummeting because some asshole at a hedge fund 2000 miles away is shorting the market. And now you can't go to work and make the best decision for your dreams because there's a fucking pandemic so they shut down all the retail and restaurants so you can't run you can't run your business properly so you have to shut down a portion of it. You can't give people, people all of a sudden aren't allowed to have their own choices in life. People are not understand to make their, they're not allowed to make their own decisions. I I always said from the beginning, I don't give a shit what you do. I don't care what you call yourself. I just don't want to be bothered with your problems. I never cared. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I think this whole COVID thing is fucking stupid. I think this is a symptom of us being one of the unhealthiest nations in the co- in the world. We're not healthy, and we're disorganized, so we get what we're coming. We get what's coming to us. Those des- those people, in some cases, well, you should have taken better care of yourself. And if we were more prepared, if we were a more fit and efficient society, we would have been able to handle this a lot better and take care of the people who couldn't be taken care of. There's always a 10% of the population that can't help themselves, whether it's the elderly or the mentally incapacitated. That Jordan Peterson rule, 10% of the population that just can't help, can't help themselves. We have to be more efficient so we can help them. But if you keep taking money out of our pockets and freedom out of our our daily lives, we're not going to want to help other people. We're just going to want to take more. Now I look at this situation. This woman, this lovely human being, had to close a, a close her job, her business to some capacity. People lost their businesses. They lost all kinds of stuff this year. People lost their jobs this year. They lost their babysitters. They lost all kinds of access to certain things. I'm not one of those people. These fucking hedge funds, though this is why I mentioned GameStop. This is the the, the thing that kind of set me off in this direction while I'm trying to piece this whole thing together. This year has ta- taught me a lot about how far a government or a, a, a greedy billionaire or just an overall asshole or a police department or whatever or a collectivist group how far they're willing to go and how much shit, stupid shit they're willing to pull in order to sacrifice their own little self-loathing whatever. Like, I'm not having a good day, so I'm going to go ruin somebody else's. Or I made $12 million this year, but I need to make $22 million. So I can't short this stock 80%. I need to short it 140 I don't need to have the police's police department's fucking uh, budget reallocated. I need to have them gone and defunded and buried. What else? No, every no. you can't leave your homes. You can't leave your homes. You can't go out to eat. You can't make decisions because there's 350 million people in the United States and they're all fucking children. You can't make your own decisions. You're not allowed. You're not allowed to go to fucking finesse pastries and go get yourself uh, a chocolate covered strawberry. No, that's a fucking felony. You're a criminal. We should put you in jail. And when you're on your way back from jail, don't go over the speed limit because a drone's going to fly over your car and send you a ticket in the mail. Not that you can fucking afford it because now you're 90 days late on your mortgage because you fucking got laid off from your job because they closed your business due to COVID. Fuck me. And now you've got these hedge funds. You've got these, these, you know, these guys in the underground. My buddy my, my my nephew Timmy. He he's a smart fucking kid. He's young and stupid at times, but I'm old and stupid, so we even out. He brought he got me uh on the idea of these 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 red uh like he understood. He, I knew about Reddit. I knew what Reddit was. I knew what but he introduced me to something like 4chan. He showed me some of the more underground forums. He taught me about the forums in general and how they get together sometimes and they do these things called raids. Essentially these raids were they originally were just kid childish shit. Let's get together and go create a trend on Twitter and go annoy the piss out of some celebrity until they eventually just fucking, dis, you know, uh, dis, uh, what do you call it? Deactivate their account. So they would get together, have fun with it, go annoy some fucking company or video online video game or online chat room or Jason Sudeikis. I don't know. until the point where they just, these people. They didn't want to be bothered. They just wanted to go away. They just wanted the, friggin', the the 4chaners or the Reddit clan to go away. Okay, well, that was a raid. That was the idea of a raid. A bunch of hashtags getting together to go fuck shit up. And it was successful. Some of the raids took a couple months. Some of them spanned a couple of years. You can go learn about 4chan raids. You can go uh, on DuckDuckGo and use and just type in like 4chan raids or reddit raids and under try to get a, just dive into that fucking that you know tug on that sweater and see where that takes you so the latest situation occurred on reddit where these hedge fund hedge fund managers some of them some of them were <coughs> excuse me some of them were shorting stocks Basically saying that this stock's going to go down to the point where it's going to be so fucking cheap to buy that I'm going to basically buy that stock for cheap, sell it for high, make a ton of money. But basically, what their aim was to short a stock to the point where they were so it's it was so destitute that they could pick it up and sell it on the cheap and make a ton of money. And eventually, it's just it's a formula for what it is. I don't need to explain it. But what they were, their their idea of shorting was a formula for pure greed and nothing else. And it didn't help the American people. It didn't benefit the American people. It didn't offend, It didn't benefit the normies. It didn't. It didn't benefit anybody who's just trying to build a mutual fund or a 401k or just trying to get through their fucking day with a couple extra bucks in their pocket, who, who was just clocking out from their day at GameStop. No, this was for their own corporate greed. Their own greed, their own hedge fund greed, their numbers, so they could gloat later. So what happened was one of these forums started picking up on the idea because the biggest mistake that was ever given to civilians was the access to the Internet. Because once we had access to information, eventually it would catch up to all the people who basically we were like secret squirrels and they ho- they just hogged all the acorns we have all the acorns we have all the spices we have everything and you can't have it every once in a while we'll throw out a fucking acorn and you fucking normies can can fight over it, it doesn't work like that anymore because there's so much information out there there's so many ways to access information so now and the, a lot of people who Either run other hedge funds, or run small accounting firms, or just really smart people in general. They passed a few calculus classes in high school and in college. They started picking up on the idea that some of these hedge funds were really fucking over these specific businesses, betting on the failure of a U.S. economy in at least this sector: American uh, AMC uh, uh, um, and and GameStop, <clears throat> saying that. These stocks are going to fail so bad, and we're going to basically profit off of their disgusting death. Well, they decided, well, fuck that. What we're going to do, the only way to fuck over a short is to buy the stock up to the buy as much stock as you can up to the point because it's basically the stock market is supply and demand. Okay. The more stock you buy, the higher the price goes up because there's an only. Unless the company releases more stock, there's only a certain amount of stock out there. But they drove, they bought so much stock, these Reddit kids, these cats, these, Reddit on, these cats on Reddit, they bought so much stock, the price started to go up. <clears throat> and you can't just hold a short position. You have to pay interest on holding that position. A lot of interest. When you're a billionaire hedge funder, you have to pay a lot of interest on that. You eventually run out of money too. And you eventually have to sell off other stock and get more liquidity in order to cover that short position. Well, and you ha- and you have to time it right too. So you actually have to estimate when that short, when that thing's going to crash. The guys in the big short knew, and they timed it right, so they weren't able to. They didn't lose. They didn't have to spend all their liquidity and lose out on the short position. But these people were not only. Uh, betting on the stock failing, they were participating in its demise. But the Reddit people and the people on 4chan and the people on Facebook saw this and they said, let's just buy up a bunch of stock and make the price go up, which will fuck over the shorts. And they did that. And what happened was, some of these hedge funders had to take out loans from, and they needed bailouts from other Larger corporations, in order to cover the losses, we're talking like two point five billion dollars. One of them had to sh- had to acquire in order to save its own ass. GameStop, about six months ago, was like fifteen, like five ten dollars a share, because the pandemic caused a massive crash in the stock market to the point where one of the stocks that I eventually acquired was only thirty two cents a share. It's now in the four dollar range, and it's recovered. Another one I purchased at a dollar ninety six, or excuse me, like $2.5. 2, 2. 5. It's now at four twenty five. Because these stocks are sh- they're small stocks, they're not huge stocks, but they pay out interest too. Because I want to have a portfolio, you know. But this fucking greed went to the point where people saw the amount of greed that was going on, got mad, had extra cash, had nothing going on since some of them were working from home. Some of them had access to Robinhood or Weeble or eToro or TD Ameritrade. They had accounts or they didn't have jobs or they had extra stimulus money. So these PPE loans, millions of dollars went out to some of these hedge funds. Millions of dollars went out. And these regular folk that had nothing to do, had nothing going on, who were on these Reddit forums, were, had what? 1200 bucks from the first stimulus package and $600 from the second one? That's it. You get 1800 bucks from a year of having to stay at fucking home and some of these other uh, these hedge fund guys are making billions and then receiving an additional millions. You get the greatest tasting cake in the world. Oh, and you get all the cherries too. Well, these, these fucking guys on Reddit, these Wall Street bets guys, girls, what's your pronouns, decided, now nah, we're going to drive the price up on this stock. So what it's going to do is fuck over the big cats on Wall Street. We're going to play your game and buy the stock purely on speculative matter. And what happens, well, you can't cover, you these hedge fund managers, these hedge fund guys, the ones who were doing this, they can cover $20, $30 share. So if a stock goes up from $5 to $10, they can probably cover the short position for, if the stock went up to like $20, $25. They can't cover it if it goes up to $330 fucking dollars a share. On a twelve billion dollar market cap. That's an average volume of a hundred and two. How many? How many? Mar, how many fucking stocks moved today? I don't know. One of them moved today. There was like a hundred million shares just moving back and forth. People buying them. All it was was a bunch of people who had money, small amounts of money. <clears throat> It was just a bunch of people who had a small amount of money and everybody got together and said, we're going to buy this stock and drive the price up and basically stick it to the man. Now, there will be losses on both sides of the fence. This is a gold rush. It's us versus them. Whomever us is and whomever them is. Somebody figured out we can make a lot of money. Some people are going to lose out of this because this stock will eventually drop. And when it does... Some people are going to lose some money. Some people are going to lose a lot of money. But it gives somebody, a regular Joe, a chance to make a lot of fucking cash. And it's equal opportunity beatdowns. Because if a regular average Joe can lose a shit ton of money on betting on a stock, a hedge fund can lose just as much. I don't like it when... Don't get me wrong. Like I said, bullying is a part of life. You need that pain in order to succeed. But it comes to a point when you keep people stuck in their homes and you fly drones over their fucking house to give them chicken shit tickets and then you control the stock market so that people can't invest on their own and then you want more regulations when they actually start to succeed on these accounts like Robinhood and Webull and eToro. You give people the power to choose their own path in, in life. That's all I ever asked of people. Look, here's the information. Give people the knowledge so that they can make the decision. Give people the emotions they need for drive. Give people the knowledge they need to make the proper decisions. And a little bit of income in the beginning to get started. You can start at zero or square one. I wouldn't mind you starting at square one. Be at one and then it's your decision to get to two or four or ten. If you fail, it's on you. But I don't want to actively participate in somebody else's demise unless that person's demise is because they were trying to fuck over everybody else. I don't shop at GameStop. I don't give a fuck. I do all my work at eBay. But I don't want these hedge fund managers shorting eBay or uh, hedge fund or shorting other people. Like, look, they're they are participating in somebody else possibly losing their job. There's over ten thousand employees at GameStop. There's thousands of employees furloughed at AMC theaters. They just want to reopen. They just want to reopen. And I'm tired of this shit where I see all this stuff where it's just a, it's just a way of monitoring us and keeping tags on us. And, like, I mean, being able to ha- voice our opinions on, on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or Parlour like giving us the power to communicate with one another so we don't need to rely on you guys to do the shit for us. And then all of a sudden when we voice an opinion or give out some insight, all of a sudden if it doesn't fit your narrative or it works in the favor of your competitors, you don't like it so you shut down our speech, you shut down our thought process, you shut down what we're saying. Okay, fine, we'll go to another platform and say it there. Nope, can't do that. Can't do that. Shut it down. That's not good. Oh, you want to go to parlor? Nope, can't do it. Not gonna work. We can't do that either. So, what options do you leave us with? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I've said this before on the podcast. If you're flying, if you're if you're a police, if you're a police department, and you're flying drones specifically for the purpose of having people cited for speeding tickets, and all of a sudden your drones get shot out of the fucking sky don't come crying to me. I don't care. You know the game. You played it and you lost. Not my problem. Oh, by the way, we the public are not paying for your bullet riddled drones. You shouldn't have been flying them to ticket us to begin with. If you take the power of speech and take the, the ability of choice away from people, they're going to be left with fewer alternatives. And you're not going to like those alternatives when it comes back to bite you in your hedge fund ass. It's important that people have the right to do what they want as long as it's not harming others. I created this channel to just be a distraction from all that shit. But when it's on my doorstep, when it's on my doorstep and it's something I can't ignore... And it's a chance for me to make money. And it's a chance to relay the information to you folks to understand what's going on in a more simpler form. I don't want to have to explain how drones work to you. I don't want to have to explain how hedge funds work to you or how shorts work or what Reddit is. I want you to know this. There are people in all these phases that are trying to push more legislation or trying to basically take what you got. Do you think I spent 37 years on this fucking planet to get where I am today, only to have somebody accuse me of having to, of, of stealing it all? Bitch, I would have stole it way earlier, if that's the case. It took me a long time to get here. It took a lot of fuck yous, get lost, you're fired, to get to this point. I had this platform. If you don't like it, don't watch it. If you don't like my information, don't listen to it. If you disagree with me, tell me why. But you have to admit, at this point, with everything that I've done, you have to admit, to a degree, that I am onto something. Whether it's using facts, values, or both, that I'm using a system, an algorithm, that I, a human algorithm, to make a better life for myself. And when I see people screwing other people over, and the fact of these GameStop shorts or these, uh police officers using drones to ticket people that's a shit or lockdowns are causing some businesses that I know about to have to scale back or shut down that pisses me off it pisses me off greatly I don't like seeing people get fucking beaten down like that if you fuck up it's on you if you eat 12 cheeseburgers and you die of COVID that's your fucking problem sorry you maybe were a nice guy and you told funny jokes but if you were a fat shit with low vitamin D levels and never went outside to see the sun, and you die of COVID, an additional morbidity, oh, you had type 2 diabetes and you had COVID. Well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And sad, but I don't care. People die every day of all kinds of things. Drunk driving, murder. Okay. You want me to spend all my time on that shit? I can't do that. I'm not going to sit here all woe is me all the time. We as people thrive on information. And we thrive on our own freedoms to make mistakes, adjust to those mistakes, and be better people. But when somebody who knows that the information and the freedoms that we hold dearly gets chased out of the United States, has to flee the country... Ends up in Russia. That tells you something about how much freedom we actually have. We don't have any freedom of privacy. We don't have any freedom to make decisions of our own as of now. And then we get thrown a couple hundred bucks. All I wanted to do this year was shoot more weddings. Shoot more weddings. Go to more events. Create more YouTube videos. And work on my podcast more. And drive my Mustang. Well, I got to do one of those things. Well, guess what? Now I'm going to move to the ocean with a big house and a dog and a great relationship and a life there. And you're not going to come with me if you are an opposer, if you are in opposition to my way of life, which is essentially living your own life and seeking out your own dreams. And if you are in a location that doesn't allow you to open up your own business or go to your gym or live your life and drive the way you want to drive without being tracked and monitored and questioned and directed in a place you don't want to go, leave. You don't need to be there. You don't need to fund them. You get what you pay for. You get what you vote for. You get the body that you work on, or lack thereof. I told you, I have not I have a podcast. I have YouTube channels. I have all this technology. I haven't bought a computer since 2015. So how how many computers have you bought in the last six years? How many cell phones have you purchased in the last six years? How many things have you purchased in the last six years that you didn't necessarily need to purchase or have purchased and they don't work anymore? How much food did you purchase in the last six years, in the last year, that you didn't necessarily, that you could have, Save money by making yourself. I don't like the idea that all of a sudden, because I drive a Mustang or I drive a car with an like a petrol engine, it all of a sudden I'm a bad person. I've made adjustments in that department too. I drive, I drive less. My car is mostly parked. I do most of my stuff from home. I don't, and I'm not constantly buying new cars. So I'm utilizing the same metals. Whereas every time you buy a Tesla or every time you buy a new Mustang Mach-E, guess what? They're drilling giant holes in the ground and mining pits and digging up new lithium and shit. You think that's healthy? It's all balance. All I'm asking is that you seek balance in your own life. But when you try to go too far, when you try to get greedy with other people's livelihoods, don't be surprised That when you go that far, it comes back to bite you. GameStop, AMC, Nokia, it's all a perfect example of what happens when you go too far and people catch you in the act of stealing from the public's cookie jar. We just want to be individuals and go about our lives and mind our own business. And if we catch COVID, or our business goes bankrupt, or our relationships fall apart, that's on us. But that's our decision to make, not yours. So... These are the things that's been riding in my mind. We want to be left alone to do our own things. If you live in a town, or you live in a state, or you live in a city, which is just so fucking oppressive, or you're at a job that just eats you alive, you need to, it's on you as an individual to get out of that situation. So ultimately, as probably as much of assholes as these guys are on Reddit, I applaud them for the legal move that they took. I applaud them for the legal move that they took. And I'm glad they did what they did, because what they did was showed these hedge fund cats a lot of them for who they were. I don't like it when they bet on a business to fail and then aid in that business failing. That's that's not cool. That's not cool. So, I uh, ultimately this stock will go down. I hope. I hope those who deserve to make the money make the money. Full disclosure. I am involved, and uh, I don't necessarily recommend you get in at this point. If you do, it's on you. In that case, hold the line. Finesse Pastries, I wish nothing but the best. I hope you guys come out of 2021 looking fine. And if you are a police department that fi- that flies drones to specifically uh, target drivers, I got a problem with you. That's not police work. That is That's oppression. <clears throat> Alright. So it took me two uh took me two cough drops, but I got through this podcast. Uh if you want to f- uh if you guys have more questions or comments or concerns, you can email me directly at Positive Sarcasm at If you want to join in on the uh, uh trading the stock market trading shit, you can go ahead and hit up my affiliate links, positive sarcasm.com, click on the contact section. There's a bunch of affiliate links there. If you want to donate to the podcast, just go to positive sarcasm.com donate. Any amounts appreciated. Questions, concerns, comments, cough drops All are appreciated. Um, More stuff to come. Like I said, I'm almost out of here. This is the underground studio. Take a month off. Oh, my puppy's here. Hey, buddy. Who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? Anyways, I want to thank you guys for listening, watching, and subscribing. You can hit me up anywhere where podcasts are available. Anywhere. Like, I haven't been banned from any platforms. At least not yet. Uh, But in the meantime, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. And I will talk to you all next week recorded here from the Spare Parts Studio Underground. This has been a positive sarcasm presentation.